This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we us? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, August the 3rd, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the details in the world of professional wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. This is a daily podcast that's available free anywhere podcasts are made available. Let's go ahead and let's get right into the headlines. Starting over on e-wrestling news, CM Punk is making news at this hour. Ryan Clark writes, and CM Punk says it's much harder to play the role of a babyface as opposed to a heel. Now, during a recent interview with Screen Ran, AEW World Champion CM Punk commented on playing the role of a babyface in AEW is much harder than playing the role of a heel. Now, here are some highlights from the interview. Now, on his current abilities to play a heel, he says, I think I have a currency with the audience that they have been around be so long that when it comes from the indies to the old WWF, you know I've been around the block. Now, leaving and then coming back after seven years, well, there's a connection that I have. I don't necessarily enjoy being a good guy. I feel like it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot easier to get people to dislike you, but I feel that it would be wasteful to say that I don't want to discard the currency that I have currently with the audience right now, but I feel 
still, it's a special connection to him. Now, on how he feels about Chan's chanting his name after seven years gone, he says, you know, they're chanting my name for seven years, and I finally come back, and they're still stoked about it, so I feel every time that I get in that ring, it is so special, and I don't want to squander that, and I feel like it's just a big giant party with a bunch of your friends, you know? I just want to have a good time with them. Now, if you would like to find out more about what CM Punk has to say, continue to follow eWrestling News, and Ryan Clark will have more information on this interview that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Bianca Belair is making news at this hour. Joshua Jones writes in, Bianca Belair feels that there is a lot of black representation in the WWE. Now, Bianca Belair has become one of the top names in the WWE women's roster. Now, the current Raw women's champion is one of a handful of black world champions that have made it to the top of the card. During a recent interview with Essence, Belair spoke about what it means to be one of the few black wrestlers to have main evented WrestleMania and how she feels there is a lot of black representation inside the organization. She would go on to say this, I do feel like I've come to WWE at an amazing time where there's a lot of black representation on the roster, both female and male side. I was fortunate to be the first black female in the main event of WrestleMania. I even earned an SB off of that match. There's a lot of black representation, and I think it really shows how people feel around the world and all the possibilities. Now, I'm blessed and fortunate to be a part of WWE, and I'm encouraged to go out there and be unapologetic about myself. Just show up as myself and encourage others to do the same thing, and that is an amazing feeling. Belair also said she's an advocate of staying true to yourself. The WWE star continues to impress many in and outside of the ring as a champion and inspiration to future black talent. If you'd like to find out more about what Bianca Belair has to say, Joshua Jones has his article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Taya Conti and Sammy Guevara are making news at this hour. They look to be tying the knot in literally just a matter of days. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. AEW star Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara are moving quickly for their nuptials. While the two have been dating for less than a year, Conte took to Twitter several days ago posting a wedding sneak peek. Now, based on her tweets, it appears that she and Sammy will be getting married literally in a matter of days. Guevara proposed to Conte in Paris back in a break they took in June. In December of 2021, Guevara announced that he ended the engagement with Pam Nunzio, who had been his girlfriend and fiance at that point in time. For more information on these potential nuptials, check out Ty Conte's Twitter account as she has posted many images that once again give you the feeling the I do's are about to happen. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little about Liv Morgan. WWE superstar Liv Morgan is making headlines. Liv Morgan admits that she had a huge crush on John Cena when she was growing up. Don't want to make you feel old there, John. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour. During a recent interview with Complex, WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan commented on how WWE superstar John Cena had a major influence on her career. Then she also went on to say this. I love John Cena. I thought he was the shit. I had such a crush on him. Him. He would pump up those little sneakers, and I'd pump up my sneakers, and I thought, man, it's so cool to have these pumps. I would just press the little tongue on my shoe when I didn't have them. Yeah, I thought he was amazing, and so I think he's been, whether he knows it or not, subconsciously a big influence on my career. You know, because he wore those sneakers for the majority of his career, so I think it's something that's kind of embodied in my mind, and it's embedded with me. Yeah, I love to wear those sneakers. Now, she also says that she had a crush on John Cena as well. If you'd like to read more about this article, Ryan Clark has all of this trending right now over on eWrestling News. As many fans have realized today, a big announcement has happened in the world of AEW. Madison Rain has now been appointed to be the head of the women's division inside of AEW. Earlier today, it was reported that, once again, Madison Reigns is the new head of the women's division in AEW. During a recent appearance on Busted Open Radio, AEW president Tony Khan revealed that he's excited for Rain to join the company and he'd be open to possibilities of her also wrestling down the line. Now, here's a quote. I'm really excited. She's going to be 
great for the team. She's excited. Everyone is excited to have Madison Rain a part of AEW. I'm not saying she wouldn't wrestle anymore, because we are open to it. We have other people in the office who do wrestle as part of their schedule, so I'm open to it. I haven't talked a lot about it right now because I'm primarily focused on the whole company, but it's definitely something I'm open to and would like. For more information on Madison Rain joining AEW and being in charge of the women's division, continue following eWrestling News as there will be more information forthcoming. Now we have lots of news regarding several different AEW stars. Ryan Clark is writing in this hour, AEWshop.com is selling new summer kick party for shirts for the Young Bucks. You can find that right now and the merchandise is available at AEW Shop. AEW and State Farm recently surprised a super fan. There is a great video right now on social media. You can check that out on YouTube and on eWrestling News. Once again, you can check out the latest edition of Sammy Guevara's vlog, the entire episode on the former TNT champion playing pranks on fellow star Ricky Starks. Once again, they also have some new merchandise coming out on AEW Shop with the Blackpool Combat Club. More merchandise is continuing to flood Shop AEW definitely continue to check it out. You can also check out the latest vlog from AEW wrestler Peter Avalon. The episode is titled The Hottest Boy in AEW. The Best Friends recently appeared on Drinks with Johnny podcast. You can check that out on YouTube as well, or you can check out the Drinks with Johnny podcast as they have a lot to say about AEW. For more information on all of this, continue following Ryan Clark as he will give you more details on everything happening with your favorite superstar in the world of AEW. Hangman Adam Page is making news at this hour. Ryan Clark writes in, Hangman Adam Page discusses chasing the AEW trio's titles, potentially with the Dark Order. AEW wrestler Adam Hangman Page was a guest on All Elite Hub panel at GalaxyCon in Raleigh, North Carolina this past weekend. Now, during the Q&A session, the panel and the former AEW World Heavyweight Champion was asked about the possibilities of going after the trio's titles with the Dark Order specifically, and this is what he had to say. Oh, that's a great question. I saw that they had announced the trio's championship tournament. I haven't got a lot of thought about it lately, though. I don't know. A part of me says that if I were to go for these titles, I would be teaming with the Dark Order, but I would say if they're interested in entering the tournament, that would be something I might consider. I would like to support them in any way that I can, the way they've supported me on my championships runs, and let alone just because they're them. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's a direct answer right now. I have not considered entering the tournament as of right now myself. If you'd like to check out all of that, it is on this article right now on eWrestling News, and you can see the entire video that Ryan Clark has posted. For more information, continue following Adam Hangman Page on all forms of social media as he will give you more. Claudio Castanoli is making news at this hour. AEW star Claudio Castanoli is interested in a match with Okada. Now, during a media scrum over the weekend at StarCast 5, Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castanoli commented on wanting a match between himself and Okada for what it's worth, the two men have never faced off against each other in the squared circle. Now, this is what Castanoli had to say. I would just pick Okada, mainly because I've known Okada for over 10 years, actually. When he wrestled in Chikara, he stayed with me and Chris Hero at a house, and a lot of other guys stayed there too, including Okada. And when I saw him and we were training in Mexico, I think I have a picture of he and I when we still hit our hair and he was not the rainmaker quite yet. So I think there's definitely a lot of chemistry and history there between us. So yeah, definitely, he would be one of the guys that I would love to face. Now, if you'd like to find out more about what Claudio had to say, Ryan Clark has this article slash interview trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Finn Balor is making news at this hour. The WWE superstar is talking about what he tells talent who decide that 
they want to leave WWE. During a recent appearance on Cheap Heat Podcast, WWE superstar Finn Balor revealed advice he gives to talent who come up to him and ask him about wanting to leave WWE. This is what he had to say. Yeah, for sure. I tell them to go. There's a whole other world out there. I tell them to go. Sometimes we get caught up in the bubble that is WWE, and there's a whole world of wrestling outside of here. If someone doesn't want to be here, they should go. If you don't want to work for WWE, then don't be here. For me, I want to be here, and that's why I'm here. For more information on all this, continue following Ryan Clark as he will have more information on e-wrestling news. Jay Lethal is making news at this hour. Jay Lethal discusses preparing for Ric Flair's final match and what that was like. During a recent appearance on Busted Open Radio, AW wrestler Jay Lethal commented on what it took to help prepare the Nature Boy Ric Flair for his last match and how he felt about it in Nashville, Tennessee. As you know by now, Ric Flair and Andrade teamed up to face off against Jay Lethal and a very bloody Jeff Jarrett in a match that ended with Flair trapping Jarrett in the figure four leg lock, which secured the victory for them. Now on Flair contacting him about training, this is what he had to say. I found out he moved or lived in Tampa in March, somewhere around March, I think. He found out that I had a school. He hit me up at the end of March, maybe it was early April, and he knew that I was such a big fan of his. Anybody standing around me at the time knew when I got a message from Ric Flair, I started going crazy. He said, I heard you have a school. And I was like, yeah, I'm in it right now. He goes, you know what? I want to get into your school. Let's do it. The next day I got a text from him and he says, let's motherfucking do this. I want to get back in the ring. I told him what time, whenever time you tell me, let's meet up in the ring and do a little roll arounding and locking up. When we leave, he goes, all right, same time tomorrow. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here? Is this going to be a normal thing? Someone I train, I'm training my idol. The next day I didn't know what time he normally wakes up, but I got a text around 8.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock. I woke up to a missed call from him, and I got a voicemail. In the voicemail that I will never delete, it said, hey, wake up, motherfucker. Suplexes. Off the top. Let's go. He starts laughing. It started late in March, early April. I don't know where it was going to lead. I just thought Rick is wanting to get in the ring, and he just wants to wrestle, and that's what he wanted. He just wants to get in there and roll around a bit, and feed the beast. It wasn't until late April when I heard rumblings that he was going to potentially have a wrestling match. He never told me straight out when we were training that that's what he wanted to do. I didn't even get a hint of it. I was like, how do I become a part of this? We were training since early March and April, and I had no idea. I was clueless of what was going on. Now, what led Flair to wanting to have this match? Lethal would go on to say this. Not to give too much away or behind-the-scenes stuff, but of course, Rick doesn't believe in planning too much. He likes to do things on the fly, so it feels more authentic and real. My favorite part of this whole thing was being beginning at the training in March and all the way to this weekend. My favorite part was the entire thing. We were supposed to get in the ring during the match, I was just supposed to be a point where he could point to at the ring during the match, and then I get in there with him. What am I supposed to do? He goes, hey, what the hell are you talking about? Listen to me, kid. Follow me, and I'll guide you. I was like, okay, yes, sir. Something about the way he said that to me felt so cool. He didn't miss a step. Another thing I would like to point out is I told Rick, everyone who would listen, he really didn't have to do any of this. A few chops, a few woos, and everything would be fine to really take all of those moves, but he wanted to be in there. He wanted to be in there to show people he could still go. He wants to beat the shit out of me. You guys, you can't hurt him. Don't worry. It is unreal that he still wants to be out there. Nobody saw me practicing with him in the ring in Florida. Well, he just continued to push himself and push me. For more information on everything that Jay Lethal has to say about the interactions he had with Ric Flair that ultimately led up to Ric Flair coming back to wrestling, continue following E-Wrestling News and there'll be more information. AEW star Brody King is making headlines at this hour. There's nothing like the House of Black in pro wrestling. Well, that's according to Brody King. During a recent recent appearance on Loudwire podcast, AEW wrestler Brody King commented on working as a part of the House of Black faction in All Elite Wrestling and why he believes there's nothing quite like that faction in wrestling today. Brody would go on to say, and I quote,
quote, the theme that we come out to as a tag team. One of my best friends and the guitar player from our band, Colin Young, he created the Kings of Black theme music. It's like a church gospel. It starts with his wife saying, all rise for the Kings of the Black Throne. It's very ominous sounding. I feel like it sets a tone for everything that we want to do with our team. The House of Black specifically is unique in the scene that a lot of guys think you need big pyro and fireworks to set the tone for your entrance. We black out the whole building and we usually just do one single source of light and it feels very cold. It's usually a fog machine and a light. That's really all you need to make magic. It sets the stage for more of what's going to be coming. In some ways, less is more. I feel like especially right now in wrestling, there's nothing like us and there hasn't been for a long time. The closest thing you can relate it to is The Undertaker and he was just one guy doing it over the last 30 years. Now we're attempting to do that and taking it to a different level. We're also trying to do different things as well and everything is so true and authentic in the way it feels. We're talking about how we're being represented. Some people in wrestling say they have a gimmick. They're a scary guy on TV but they're really nice and you know what? I'm a really nice guy and I'm a nice Christian and I'm a nice dad when I go home but this is the way I present myself on TV. With more information on all of this and what Brody King has to say about the way he feels his team is changing and revolutioning the way wrestling is displayed. Continue following E-Wrestling News. Logan Paul reveals what went through his head right before hitting that massive frog splash on The Miz at SummerSlam. During the latest edition of Impulsive Podcast, YouTube sensation and WWE superstar Logan Paul commented on his match with The Miz at SummerSlam and revealed what was going through his mind right before he hit that massive frog splash off the top rope through the announcer's table. This is what Paul had to say. I gotta give a shout out to Mike The Miz, my opponent, and at this point, my mentor, who I beat last night. I'm now 2-0 and and I'm winning something. I'm winning a combat sport. He allows me to shine and he's not afraid to go out there and do a lot of things because he's a veteran and he's doing things for new guys. I can't imagine how that's always been easy. He understands what it takes to make the organization great. Miz is a team player and I love Miz for all that he's done. So thank you. When I was jumping off of that onto the table, I had one thought before I took that leap. I'm looking around the stadium and I'm like, this is it. This is the moment that can either make or break my career if it depends on how I'm able to pull this off. And then I go, my life has been so good. I did great things at WrestleMania and now I'm going to jump off and I'm going to probably break both my th femurs at the same time. This is going to end my career. Oh well, fuck it, fuck it. You know what? I'm just jumping and then I nailed it. I couldn't believe it, bro. If you'd like to find out more about what Logan Paul had to say in this great interview, Brian Clark has this trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Daniel Garcia is making news at this hour. Daniel Garcia reacts to Triple H taking over as head of creative for WWE. During a recent appearance on the Battleground podcast, AEW star Daniel Garcia commented on Triple H taking over as head of creative and talent relations for WWE and why he believes it's a good thing for independent wrestlers. This is what he had to say. My time in NXT was maybe a day, he starts laughing. Triple H, I'm a huge fan of. I think he's one of the greatest ever. He was one of my favorites as a kid. He offered us so many great memories and all these first memories in wrestling like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. That kind of stuff I always remember. I remember watching all of that as a kid. That really made me and it made my family really strong wrestling fans during that era. It was hard not to watch Triple H during that time. He was plastered all over WWE and their products. He was the franchise player. I think it's great that he's taking over. I don't know what his plans are right now, but it's going to be great, and I think he's going to give a lot of independent wrestlers great opportunities for professional wrestling to reach that next highest level. And that's good for everybody. More viable places for wrestlers to work is going to create a lot more opportunities for everybody around the world to create a lot more competition, healthy competition, whether it's unhealthy or not, it's good for everybody. For more information on what Daniel Garcia had to say, continue following Ryan Clark and E-Wrestling news and there will be more on this. The acclaimed Anthony Bowens files for a trademark of the five tool player. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, on July the 28th, the acclaimed Anthony Bowens filed 
out for a trademark for the term five tool player. Now the trademark was filed by the US State Patent and Trademark Office and it features the following. It is for hats, shirts, socks, sweatshirts, bandanas, hoodies, and other apparel to be used. More information on all of this and the patent that he's applied for continue following Ryan Clark and E-Wrestling News and more information will be following. Former AEW star and independent star Joey Janela reveals whether he has any regrets about his AEW run and so much more. During a recent appearance on the Sessions with Renee podcast, GCW wrestler Joey Janela commented on his time with All Elite Wrestling and whether he has any regrets and how it's been transitioning away from AEW back to the independent scenes. Now, this is what he said on transitioning from AEW back to being independent. At first, it was kind of difficult to back, get back into that scene because all I knew was AEW. I was doing independent bookings, but I was really only doing GCWs on Saturdays. Now, with my extensive ADD, my doctor and I said that's the worst thing right now. As a child, it was very hard to keep track of my dates and to remember where I was going and what I was doing. In 2017, 18, and 19, I was just so unorganized and it was really taking a lot on me. My goal was just to make as much money as I can in AEW, but here's the thing. You have to work twice as hard because you're not working once a week to make that money. I'm changing the way I look at things in what I'm charging promoters and an arm and a leg to do their shows now. That's why promoters love me. A lot of people would leave AEW and would be charging so much money, but I'm not going to charge an arm and a leg anymore. I just want to make appearances and I want to be able to get paid. I love professional wrestling, so I'm doing what it takes to get as many bookings as I can. Of course, my body is rocked and socked from all the craziness that I've done and all the travel, but you know what? I really think it's worth it. I've always loved wrestling and traveling around the world. I've always loved meeting all the fans in all the places. And when you get to do that four to five times a week, it's everything that I've wanted to do. Once again, it's not AEW, and it's not just once a week. Now, Janela, comment on whether he has any regrets on his time with AEW. I don't regret anything about my AEW run. The thing I regret is not getting an action figure. Janela and Sonny kissed. They did a little promo package every single week, and I'm sure our careers would have been a little bit different at this point had we gotten those action figures. For more information on all of this, follow Ryan Clark as he has more information regarding the bad boy, Joey Janela. Logan Paul also is making news again. Logan Paul names WWE executives he goes to for advice when he has questions. Logan Paul has worked two matches in WWE so far, SummerSlam, where he beat The Miz most recently. Speaking on the Pat McAfee show, Paul opened up about feeling accepted backstage in WWE. Paul noted that he goes to people such as Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. Here's a quote, I truly feel like everyone in WWE, even the higher-ups, all give me equal time that I need. They give me their attention and their energy. Yes, Triple H has helped me a lot backstage, and we've texted about certain moves and how to work the audience. He gives me plenty of advice, but then again, so does Steph, and so does Nick, and so does Kevin. The Miz helps me out a lot, too. I've never felt more accepted as an employee. Dude, I love working for WWE. They're so good, man. It's such a well-organized machine, and I'm constantly surprised at how much they do effectively. So, you know what? It's unreal. For more information about everything that Logan Paul has to say about his so far short-term career with WWE, but it seems like it's getting better, continue following E-Wrestling News as more information will be forthcoming. WWE merchandise sales is making news at this hour. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. WWE is selling new legacy championship belts for John Cena. Now right now, WWE is selling a new John Cena legacy championship belt that's now available on WWE Shop for $999.99. There is a huge description on what the belt is. Now the material is 100% zinc alloy plates, 100% leather strap. Now the title belt weighs 6 pounds. The first side plate measures 4.5 inches by 4 
4.5 inches. The main plate is 10.25 inches by 10.25 inches. The side plate is 3.875 by 3.875. It has snap fasteners. It has 16 gems representing John Cena's 16-time world championships. Spinning front plate is reminiscent of John Cena's spinner belt that he had over the years. Now the box itself measures 18.6 inches by 10.6 inches by 12.7 inches. Now that doesn't include the handle. Once again, the whole thing weighs about 21 pounds. That's including the belt. Now if you'd like to find out more about all of this, follow WWE Shop and you will be able to take a look at what this potential commemorative item would look like if it was on your shelf. Dakota Kai is chiming in at this hour. Dakota Kai discusses her last minute return to SummerSlam and what her return is looking like. At WWE SummerSlam 2022, Bayley made her return from injury alongside Io Shirai and teaming up with Dakota Kai who was released in April. Now they had a showdown with WWE Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Now during an appearance on WWE's The Bump, Dakota Kai discussed what it was like for her WWE return. Honestly, it feels like a whirlwind to me with everything that just happened. It all kind of happened so last minute. To be talking with you guys is also so insane to me. Everything happened since Saturday has been insane. It's so crazy, she said. Now, Kai also talked about how they wanted to work together for a really, really long time. Here is her quote she had to say. Bailey and I, we've kind of been talking about something like this for a long time. It hasn't been something that was spurred just overnight. It's been something we've wanted for years. In fact, it was actually happened to be under her guidance, which is insane because she's literally amazing and great. Io and I have always known each other for a long time. When I first went to Japan, she is literally one of the best in the world who helped me. To be alongside those two women is an absolute dream. Everything has happened. It's something that you kind of live for. It's a feverish dream. You don't really think it's going to happen, but then when it does happen and you're alongside these two amazing people, it's just awesome. For more information on all of this and what's new with Dakota Kai as her recent return to WWE, continue following E wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the information on all the major promotions that are trending around the world that keep you up to date with your favorite superstars and storylines. With that being said, let's continue with the headlines. We're jumping over to Wrestling Inc. right now. Sean Spears and Cassie Lee are making news at this hour. Matthew Carlins is writing in. Former WWE and Impact star Cassie Lee and her husband, AEW star Sean Spears, made a major announcement Wednesday. They're expecting their first child. Now, Lee posted a video on her Instagram. Instagram account on Wednesday showing the moment she revealed to Spears that she is pregnant. The video also included footage from a sonogram and a side view of Lee sporting her baby bump, which typically is not noticeable until the second trimester of pregnancy between 12 and 20 weeks. Now within last week, Lee's Instagram is still posting her modeling photos. Spears has been away from AEW programming for months now. His last match was in a loss to Wardlow inside a steel cage on Dynamite that happened in May. Now up until now, he's been aligned with MJF in the Pinnacle faction during MJF's feud with Wardlow. Now, both Lee and Spears had lengthy tenures in WWE. Spears had a couple of stints with the company in developmental, with the second more successful being in 2013 as Ty Dillinger. Spears won over fans at NXT and earned himself a call-up to the WWE main roster. After his momentum stalled, however, the company granted his release from his contract in 2019. He quickly joined AEW and was part of the promotion's first-ever pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, in 2019. Now, Lee herself signed a developmental contract with WWE in 2015, alongside her longtime partner Jessica McKay, aka Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay. They formed the tag team known as the Iconics. Together, they won the WWE Tag Team titles at WrestleMania 35, but then they were split up in 2020 during the WWE draft. They failed to find their footing as solo acts, so both were ultimately released in 2021. 
Lee and McKay eventually resurfaced in Impact Wrestling, where they rebranded themselves the Inspirations. They debuted at Bound for Glory pay-per-view last October and won the knockout tag team titles from Havoc and Rosemary on that night. However, the Inspiration announced their retirement from in-ring, and they departed from Impact Wrestling this past April. Now, at the time, both women were looking to try their hand out in acting. McKay was also cast in upcoming feature film The Charisma Killers and was attached to other films that are in pre-production. With more information on both of these women in their careers and the big announcement, continue following Wrestling Inc. as more information will be coming shortly. AEW is also making news at this hour. Fight Forever trailer finally appears, but it looks like it got leaked a little early. Eric Mutter's writing in its hour. It's been a crazy week for AEW Fight Forever fans with new several features of the game being leaked yesterday on UK Amazon pre-order page, and it was later confirmed in a press release by AEW. But this news isn't stopping here. More footage of the game has apparently been leaked earlier than expected. On Wednesday morning, a Twitter user posted a video that appeared to be an AEW Fight Forever gameplay trailer, claiming the trailer had been released early onto Xbox. Now, the footage was posted shortly after, and then other Twitter users chimed in as well. Now, right now, AEW has not really said a whole heck of a lot about whether or not this is true, but they're also not denying it either. The commercial includes Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker as they are in a crashed hotel room playing Fight Forever. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. as more information will be continuing. Tony Khan's making news at this hour. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in, AEW announces an expansion of its talent relations and its developmental team. WWE isn't the only major wrestling company making changes to its team this past week. AEW made a major announcement Wednesday morning as owner Tony Khan revealed that four four familiar faces will be appearing as part of the new developmental relations within the company. These new faces hadn't previously been in the AEW fold. As Impact Wrestling veteran Madison Rain has been hired to help coach the women's division. In addition, QT Marshall has been named vice president of show and creative coordination. Tony Zavani will be senior producer and special advisor to talent. Pat Buck is now the VP of talent development, and Christopher Daniels will remain as the role of manager of talent relations. If you'd like to see the full press release that is happening, you can definitely go ahead and check that out over on Wrestling Inc. Now, the news come in wakes of tension behind the scenes in AEW as former Ring of Honor world champion Jonathan Gresham demanded his release from the company, citing a lack of communication with Khan. Meanwhile, WWE has also had a recent shakeup with their talent relations as once again Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, is now ahead of creative. With more information on all of this, once again, you can find out the details of all the new roles if you travel over to Wrestling Inc. Once again, AEW and WWE are having huge, huge weeks right now. Now, something that's going to be huge is WrestleMania. Each and every year, WWE puts on their granddaddy show of them all, and that's WrestleMania. Ross Berman's writing in at this hour, WWE announces how to get ringside WrestleMania tickets, but get them early. WWE is allowing fans to get early ringside tickets to WrestleMania 39 this year. The company has partnered with on location to create WWE priority passes right now. Now, the passes don't only provide a ticket to WrestleMania, but they also promise private transportation as well as an exclusive backstage experience, a trip to Steve Austin's brewery, and more. There will be five tiers of these ticket packages, with three of them including entry to the WWE Priority Pass Lounge, a dedicated VIP entrance and merchandise stand. 
WrestleMania 39 will take place at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, home of the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. WWE recently announced that the WrestleMania launch party would be held at the stadium on August the 11th. Now, the following WrestleMania will be taking place in 2024, and that will be taking at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you'd like to find out more about the priority seating and all the various packages, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. and Ross Berman has this article trending right now. Jim Ross is making news at this hour. Jim Ross gives his thoughts on Triple H's creative lead ahead of SummerSlam. Marco Rivera's writing in, WWE SummerSlam has the most premium live events ahead of any other company right now, and now with Triple H the head of creative, it's in wake of Vince's McMahon's retirement. But what does Jim Ross have to say? The former head of talent relations is chiming in now on what he feels that Triple H will do. Now, on a side note, the show did have some surprises, including Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, and Edge returning while presenting stellar matches from start to finish. Fans were also treated to an excellent main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar that involved a tractor. Now, during the latest episode of Grilling JR Podcast, AEW commentator Jim Ross talked about watching SummerSlam this past weekend, despite publicly saying that he doesn't go out of his way to watch WWE programming anymore. He would go on to say, I watched it from start to finish. I enjoyed it. I thought they did a great job, Ross said. I enjoyed the show. And hats off to Triple H and his staff for circling the wagons as quickly as they did, coming up with an outstanding effort with a pay-per-view, and all the talent stepped up. A lot of the younger guys and the other guys had stepped up as well. It's always encouraging to see what happens there. In any event, it's been a good week in wrestling right now for all the fans, starting from Saturday all the way to Sunday in Ric Flair's last match. Now, SummerSlam also showcased two celebrity appearances of Logan Paul and Pat McAfee, and the two were picking up wins over established WWE stars. For more information on all of this and what Jim Ross has to say about how frequently he chooses to watch WWE programming, follow Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at the analytics right now for WWE. The analysts look at the number one focus of WWE investors right now at the present moment. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour, according to Lightshed Brandon Ross, Vince McMahon's retirement was in fact a game changer in the world of corporate WWE. In an interview with Brandon Thurston and Jesse Collins from WrestleNomics, Ross said that McMahon's retirement was not just from a management perspective, but also from a tight creative control that he's had over the business for quite some time. He has caught the eye of investors, and he feels like the creative changes could bring more keen window dressing to the eyes of WWE and shareholders, including those on Wall Street. Now, analysts and investors don't really care much about the creative, Ross continued, noting that most investors don't really care about being a fan. They just want to know if their price is going to continue to go up. Now, Lightshed Partner and the analytics think that the investors will be more interested in the big picture, the existential question about WWE in the wake of Vince McMahon leaving. Now, will it be a disgrace, which will not want investors to be a part of the product itself, or will the change obviously help? Now, a lot of that still hasn't been determined quite yet, but WWE has always been a pretty small and intimate company, he said. There's a lot of entities that are working on this content, and especially their live content. There's a lot still to be determined about how it's going to handle as far as the shareholders and the stock is going to be going. For more information on all of this, continue following uh, Wrestling Inc. And more information 
will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for all the news here today for Wednesday, August the 3rd, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the information about everything happening in the world of wrestling. We cover all the major promotions, and we keep you up to date with all the storylines that are happening in front of the curtain and behind the curtain. Remember, we're available anywhere podcasts are made available, and the show is absolutely free. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of-